$7 million guaranteed for the next five years. That's what Jeremy Nixon has in front of him with a government contract. We're going to break down the numbers and how he got this deal right now on the Fearless Investor Podcast. If you are serious about building your short-term rental business to $10,000, $20,000, maybe even $30,000 a month or more, you have come to the right place. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast, where we teach you all things short-term rentals. The best guests, the best tools, the best strategies. There are so many investing paths out there. It can be seriously overwhelming to start out as a new investor, but take it from me, short-term rentals is the best and the quickest way to build your cash flow. So buckle up, listen in, and get ready to conquer the world of short-term rentals. Here we go. Hey team fearless, I just want to take a quick break from this podcast to talk about funding your furnishings. If you're listening to the Fearless Investor podcast, then you probably want to do the Airbnb arbitrage model. Reason being, it's a low barrier of entry, right? $10,000, $15,000, $20,000 to buy furniture with someone else's property. And sure, you can use your own bank account or you can raise the money at a low interest rate from a friend or family member. But wouldn't you rather get that money at 0% interest, aka free money? That's what my friends at Pathway Financial can do for you. Pathway Financial helps people like you get 0% interest credit cards so you don't have to have the financial stress of putting down a ton of money up front for your deals. Think about that for a second. How many arbitrage deals could you do if money was not a concern? Well, that could be the exact possibility with Pathway Financial's help. Get a free quote from them today. Go to fearlesskyle.com forward slash pathway financial to find out how much you can get pre-approved for right now. And don't worry, it won't have any impact on your credit score because it's a soft inquiry. So go once again to fearlesskyle.com forward slash pathway financial and get that free quote. Hey, Fearless community, before we get the show started, I want to let you know that you now have the chance to get direct access to me in order to grow and strengthen your short-term rental business. How? The Six Figure Formula Membership. I'm the only one in this space offering this value-packed membership for a stupid, stupid low price of $49 per month, and you get access to me, my podcast guests, you get to be a part of our amazing private community, you get our full A to Z business in a box STR kickstart course, and maybe most exciting, especially for me, you get exclusive discounts that we worked for months to get that no one else is getting out there. Price Labs, AirDNA, NoiseAware, HostAway, and so many more at your fingertips. So become a part of this 6FF movement. Get started today for just $49 a month at fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF. Hey, Team Fearless, welcome in. It's me, Kyle Stanley. If you haven't been following us for very long, I was able to build a six-figure Airbnb business in my first 12 months. And then about a year later, seven figures, our top year to date is $2.5 million in revenue. And now we talk all things short-term rentals here on the Fearless Investor Podcast. And today is really unique because a lot of you have been like, hey, how do we get more into midterm rentals? And a lot of you think about business and corporate travel and nursing and insurance claims, all those things for short-term rentals, but uh, midterm rentals, I should say. But have you thought about government contracts? Now, Noble Crawford has been on our show and he's talked a little bit about that. If you do not know which episode that is, just go over to our YouTube channel and search for Noble Crawford and you will see he has two episodes with us and one of them is talking about just government contracts. And he talks about how he teaches us the theory of all of it. But Jeremy, one of his students, just landed a $7.5 million contract for the next five years with government contracts that's spanning over 50 studios or one-bedroom apartments 
And he's going to break down all the numbers. He's going to show you how this is going to be making him over $30,000 per month net in his pocket for the next five years and how he's going to do that again and again and again. His goal is to get five government contracts before the end of the year. Now, this is something I'm going to tell you. He, he uses the word easy a lot, but I just want you to know if anything is worth doing, it's not going to be that easy. But because he was able to have the guidance and he was able to be shown exactly step-by-step step how to do it, that's why this became very easy for him. So if you hear this story and you're like, I want that, that sounds really simple. That sounds a lot better than having 40, 50 listings on Airbnb with two night stays, three night stays, and all this you know, operations and upkeep. If you want to do what Jeremy's doing, all you got to do is check out how he got taught this by Noble Crawford. And you can do that at www.fearlesskyle.com slash pick your coach. On that page, Noble talks about how he teaches this and you can get signed up with him to be able to take those next steps into doing short-term rentals for government contracts. Again, fearlesskyle.com slash pick your coach. But right now, we're going to get to it with Jeremy Nixon here on the Fearless Investor Podcast talking about how he landed this $7.5 million government contract. Okay, guys, welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast. We have Jeremy Nixon on today. And guys, Jeremy has been running in the same circles with me for a while now. I got to meet him in Breckenridge, Colorado, uh, back in 2022. And what I loved about Jeremy was that he went, he came right up to me and he said, the reason I'm at this event is because I want to talk to you. And, and I don't love it because he only wanted to talk to me, but I loved it because he was like, I know what I want and I'm going to go for it. And so he talked to me and then here we are a year later and the dude is doing big things by getting a, almost eight figure contract for government contracts for his midterm rentals. And you're a lot of you are probably like, what does that even mean? You're going to find out today. So Jeremy, first of all, thanks so much, man, for being on, on the show. Can't wait for people to hear from you. Absolutely, man. Thank, hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. So let's get started with our first question. What's your craziest short-term rental story? So I would say my crazy, well, one of the craziest short-term rental stories uh, was kind of a funny one. Uh, we had a guest leave some 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 adult toys uh, behind, <laughs> and and, um, and they actually had the nerve. A couple of days later, after they checked out, uh, they had the nerve to ask us to pick the toy up and package it and send it back to them. I was worried you were going to say um, that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, absolutely not. Uh, we are not touching that. Uh, in fact, we've already disposed of it. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so, yeah, man, good, good times. That that's a good call, and I hope you use like a gas mask and uh, had like gloves on and multiple layers to be able to pick that up. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, Jeremy, I really am excited about this because we've had we've had Noble on the show a couple of times and you're a student of Noble Crawford's. And I think that when you hear about something in theory, it's one thing, but when you get to actually see the results in practice, it's another. And Noble and I have talked a lot about, you know, some of his deals and some of the process and everything, but I got to imagine a $7 million government contract is probably the biggest that he's either been a part of or that he's helped anyone get. And so for that reason, hearing it from you, the actual implementer's voice and, and seeing this process and what the fruit of the labor looks like, I think is going to be huge today. But before we get into that, I do want people to know, like you were doing short-term rentals before you landed this contract. So give, give us a picture of what, what your business looked like before you landed this contract. How many units, 
what were your day to day? What were you focused on? Let, let's hear all that. Yeah, man. So um, I actually got into real estate back in 2017. Uh, I started my short term rental business in 2018. And um, I had, you know, we started off with five units. We were doing rental arbitrage. We slowly grow that to, well, maybe not slowly, but we, we grow that to a portfolio of right over 40 units, nice. uh, primarily in the, in the San Antonio market. Um, and so we've been operating about 40 units since around like 2021, 2022-ish, somewhere up in there. Okay. Um, so uh, it wasn't until maybe about a year ago that we decided to get into the government contracting space. Uh, but up until then, um, primarily we were we were doing rental arbitrage, a uh, couple property management um, or co-hosting uh, properties. Mm -hmm. Um, and the unique thing about what we were doing, uh, we pretty much had all of our operations inside of one building. Um, oh, so wow. We were, yeah, literally like all 40 units inside of one building. Um, were, were these apartments? These are apartments. Yeah. Okay. That allowed me to kind of almost learn how to build a hotel style operation uh, within, within, you know, one building. And then uh, I, I learned how to, you know, pretty much. We get a really efficient with operations. Um, so it was, it was, it played a big part in how I actually landed this contract that I have now. Okay. So I guess, you know, the question I have when you're arbitraging over 40 units, you're probably making pretty good money. So what was the reason or the desire to want to shift your focus over to really a whole new exit strategy? Um, honestly, COVID was, it was a big factor. Okay. Um, that was very uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> To say the least, um, I had saw well, what made you uncomfortable about about COVID, just the uncertainty. Right. So the uncertainty. And then also I saw companies well, bigger companies like Saunders, Stay Alfred. I saw those companies go under and I'm like, well, you know, what's keeping me from going under? Mm. What, what kept me from going under at that time was my ability to um, get out in the local community and build relationships and, and pretty much get my units filled. Um, okay. But it, it opened my eyes to, hey, well, you know, what's to keep me from going under if this type of thing happens again? You know, mm. as the market pretty much uh, matures or whatnot, and more people are are kind of hip to, you know, getting out and, and reaching out and building relationships, and it'll be harder to do what I just did, say, five years from now. Um, so my thought process was, hey, you know, I might need to change my business model to something that is a little bit more uh, reliable, dependable, you know, if I want to last in another 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Okay. So what is so reliable, dependable about government contracts? When you, when you said, okay, I've, I've built up business, I built up an operation, 40 units, it's all centralized and then COVID hits and you're like, mm, man, that, that just doesn't feel as dependable anymore. I need to go find something that's dependable. What was it about government contracts that made it feel like, okay, that, that's the answer? Well, for me, it was it was the guaranteed revenue. Okay. Um, so the only time the government does not pay uh, is if one, uh, they cancel the contract, but you would know that before you got into the contract. Mm -hmm. uh, two, there's a government shutdown. And I want to say that happens, uh, but I want to say the longest government shutdown, I don't even think it's been 60 days. Yeah. I think that was probably the longest, like 32 days, 34 days or something like that. 
But even in the event of a government shutdown, it doesn't mean you don't get paid, you just get paid late. But pretty much it was a guaranteed revenue. Um, and, and then I already had experience um, dealing with the government and prior military for 10 years. So, you know, it's, it's right in my wheelhouse. So talk to me like a second grader. When you say government contracts, like the first thing I think of, you just mentioned military. Is it all military stays or who, who are two questions here? Who are you going to to get these contracts? Kind of what does that process look like and who's actually staying in the units? Right. So um, to, to take it a step back. So a government contract doesn't have to be military. It can be really any government agents or federal agency. And I want to say there's over like 400 federal agencies. So, for example, the, the contract that I have right now is through the Department of Justice. Right. So nothing to do with military at all. And then even within the Department of Justice, there are plenty sub tiers. So you got ATF, you got the FBI, you got, you know, all these other you know organizations. So it really can be any of those organizations. Um, as far as the process on on or what exactly it is that I do, it's pretty much a rental arbitrage play, but it's just the government is your client now. So that's as simple as as I can probably put it. Um, so essentially what we do is, you know, I'll go out and this is all on Sam.gov where I find these opportunities. I'll go out and I'll search for lodging contracts or hotel contracts that, you know, these government agencies may have a, you know, have a need for. Usually okay. the need is for, you know, they're sending either their employees or, you know, some sort of training or whatnot, but they'll need lodging in a particular area. And then your job is pretty much to go in. Uh, you can find the lodging. Um, you don't necessarily have to own it, but you just go in. Same thing like you do with, with Airbnb or short term rental play. You go in and then you find the location, location that makes sense. And then you double back and say, hey, look, I found this nice spot um, that I can get for you or your employees uh, for the duration of the contract. Does this make sense? Pretty much. And then uh, if it does, then, then you know you got a good shot at winning the contract. That's awesome. Uh, and we're going to go deep into this contract that you landed for $7 million here in a second. But in talking to Noble and, and hearing what you're saying now, I think one of the things that stands out to me is you can get this contract without having the units, right? Or, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and that to me creates so much more credibility to when you actually go to those either landlords or apartment buildings and say, I know who's going to be staying in your units. It's not going to be people are going to be partying. It's not going to be, you know, the family with two screaming kids. It's, it's these guys, they're coming from the department of justice and this right. is a government contract that, that must make landing the units a million times easier. Yeah. So it's not even a, so at that point <laughs> where you have the contract or you can say, Hey, look, you know, here's my client, you know, I need these doors for the next five years. It's not a matter of yes, you can do it or no, you can't do it. It's an automatic. Yes. But now the conversation is about, okay, well, what is the incentive for us bringing this to you? You know, mm. are we doing three months concession? Are we doing free internet for the first two years? Or, you know, it's a different type of conversation. Wow. Um, so that, that's more so the, the, the conversations that I have. So you're saying it gives you negotiation power to be able to ask for more in return? Absolutely. Because, I mean, when you think about it, you know, in this particular situation, I went to a brand new development. You know, lease ups can take 18 months, 12 months. Typically, they you, you don't lease up faster than 12 months, but 
It can take as long as 18 months, 24 months in some cases. So, I mean, if I'm bringing you, you know, 50, 50 uh, apartments, I'm taking 50 apartments, um, you know, in, in month two or month three yeah. uh, of, a, of a brand new lease up, then that's that's tremendous value. So that is. Um, it's not like we're getting over anything. It's more so it's a win-win for both parties. That's great. Okay. I, I never thought about it from that perspective. So let's dive into this, this deal. Cause I feel like this is going to bring the most clarity for everyone that's listening right now. First of all, give me the numbers. All I know is $7 million. How, how many years, um, how many units you have to fill for that $7 million break, break down all the numbers if you can for us. Absolutely, man. So, um, so basically the contract is for five years and okay. $7.5 million. 7.5. Right. So, okay. So, so each, yeah, don't forget the point five. Um, <laughs> That's big. <laughs> so, so uh, pretty much each year is one point five million dollars, and what we have to do is we just have to provide lodging, pretty much for the Department of Justice for their instructors and trainees uh, during that during that five year period. Um, and, and how many units does that end up coming out to be? Um, so, so that's so it's fifty units. Fifty, okay. Um, so the contract is for fifty units now. We literally just started the contract maybe like a month ago, okay. um, but we've already gotten requests for more. So they have a need for more. So, you know, contract was amended, but so now it's actually 70 units. 70 units for the same 7.5? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay. So okay. anything that um, either one, they amend the contract. In this case, uh, the contract wasn't amended. So, you know, those extra units will probably be paid for it by, by, in, in other means. Okay. And are all of these one bedrooms, two bedrooms? Is it a combination? Do you... Oh, great question. One bedroom and a studio. That's perfect. Okay. Wow. What, what is a one bedroom or this is all in San Antonio? No, this is actually, so great, great question. Glad you brought okay. this up. This is actually in Alabama. I know oh, wow. Alabama. Yeah. Okay. What have you seen or what have you been able to negotiate so far for rents for these one bedrooms and studios on on average, let's say? So uh, two. So two months free rent. Sweet. You may say that it is good. And you may say, well, two months for five years. But still, yeah, it, it's better it's, nothing. It's, That's great. Right. 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 And then so there's another strategy to that as well um, to negotiate uh, more concessions you know, after when it when when the lease renewals come up. Okay. So um, we I didn't want to get in a situation where we were like going back and forth too much in the beginning. So I say, hey, look, I'll take the two months and then we okay. can renegotiate later. But two months um, and then also free Internet uh, for the for the first year. Perfect. And and the rent per month? Uh, rent per month varies. Uh, we some of the rents are as little as twelve hundred. Yeah, what I think the the max uh, being like fifteen hundred for for one for one unit one bedroom. Okay, and because they're apartments, really the only thing that you're gonna have as an expense is gonna be gas and electric, right? So we have electric, uh, water, water, um, okay. valet trash. Um, now we also have housekeeping. Mm. Um, so in the contract, it said we had to provide like weekly housekeeping service. So okay. we do have to provide housekeeping. Um, that is another, um, I think that came out to another $150 or excuse me, $160 per month per apartment is okay. what that came out to be. In addition to that, we also have insurance. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I so, think our all in cost is about 2,200 a month per, okay. per apartment. 
Okay. If it's $1,500 per month for rent? If it's, if it's $1,500, yes. Okay. So like, let's take the average there and say it's $1,300. You're going to be netting about $500 per apartment. I just did the math, the rough math on that. You're going to be netting about $500. That's $25,000 net per month for the next five years. And correct me if I'm wrong, it's midterm rentals. You're not having to touch much once once they're in the units. That is correct, uh, but I, I do I do want to correct you on some of the numbers. Okay, let's let's hear. It. Let's um, hear it. So so it's actually a little a little more than that. Okay. Um. So what happened was, uh, we go off with of a GSA rate, right? So I was able to negotiate. You know, pretty much essentially, um, ninety eight dollars was the rate at the time of the of the contract for that That's area per night. Per night. Per okay. night. So what happened was the GSA rate changed for fiscal year 2024, right? Okay. So the GSA rate is now, I think it's 127. Oh. I think it's 127. Um, so, so now we're actually able to charge more. So when I was, we were talking about earlier, uh, we had to amend the contract. Right. Um, sometimes that happens. So the, if the per diem for that particular area changes, then, you know, we, we amend the contract. So now it's 127. So it's a, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more than, than, than. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. All right. Listen up. If you are not using price labs, you are literally throwing money in the trash. Dynamic pricing is a must in our industry. If you don't know what that is, dynamic pricing is just a fancy term for supply and demand pricing. When demand is high, price labs will get you high price bookings. And when demand is low, it will fill up your calendar while the competition overprices themselves and leaves everything vacant. I was dumb in the beginning of my short-term rental journey. I thought I could do it all without Price Labs. So one day I just said, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm gonna try this thing out. And immediately my income went up 15 to 20% on my listings. I really was kicking myself. I should have been using this from the beginning. So don't make the same mistake as me. Get started with your free 30-day trial at fearlesskyle.com forward slash Price Labs. Or even better, how about getting 25% off your first six months as a thank you for being a part of the STR six-figure formula membership. That's right. Go to fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF to become a member and claim that discount today. So, I mean, you know, one, the, the thing I want everyone to understand is one contract has pretty much solidified. You can call it whatever you want. I'm going to call it. It's, it's like you've got a salary of $30,000 or more per month for the next five years. Very low operations, very low maintenance. Your housekeeping sounds like they're going to take care of most of the issues. Uh, there's probably not going to be much guest communication. And that's going to allow you to go and focus on getting more government contracts or maybe going and doing something else as your active income like what what is this brought up in your mind just as like the next opportunity are you what, what are you going to do with all this free time once you actually have it all set up dude i'm retired yeah no, I'm, <laughs> I'm done man no I'm, just, I'm actually so um um it's funny man i i watched uh, i don't know if you've seen the movie war dogs I have. Um, I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. So that that's that's the mode I'm in right now. I'm like, okay. it was it was too easy for me to win it. Like, it's no way I should have just. This is my first contract that plowed. Yeah. Literally the first one, and a seven million dollar contract, and I won. And so it's like, like, why not go for more? Yeah. You know why why not go for more? So, um, I have a goal of five. I want to get five. I want to lock in another five or so within the next year. Um, and then once I do that, I, I really want to focus on uh, my nonprofit organization. So 
Um, that's oh. that's my goal. And, uh, you know, God willing, I get there. That's so cool, man. All right. So backing it up a little bit, let's go through the process. Take me from the time you cracked open the how to get a your first government contract book course, whatever, you know, mentorship from Noble to actually landing that. What did that process look like? And then from there, what's all the work done after you land that contract to get everything set up to actually fulfill the contract? Take us through that. Right. So I, I want to say um, from from start to finish, I'll just say this from start to finish. It was probably close to a year. It was probably close to, to a year. To land the contract? To land it from, from the time I signed up with Noble from the, and to the time I was awarded the contract. I think it was about a year. Okay. Might have been a little bit less, but it, 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 was, it wasn't overnight. Okay. Um, so the very first thing I had to do uh, was um, get registered in, in SAM.gov. Um, I also had to go after, um, I went after state. Uh, and federal certifications. Those certifications are just certifications, pretty much like minority-owned business, veteran-owned business, woman-owned business, those type of certifications. Okay. Um, that can kind of help you. It's not going to win you the contract, Got but it. It, it can aid you in, in, in getting the contract. So getting those certifications. Uh, also um, kind of building up the all the tools and resources that I would use to pretty much land the contract. So those being like capability statements, uh, which is basically like your business resume for the federal government. Also just creating like uh, messaging templates, pretty much my my outreach campaign, um, how I would kind of go after different contracts. Um, really quickly, and, when you say messaging templates, what, what do you mean by that? Uh, so basically I created like um, uh, these templates that I would send to... Um, uh, companies or businesses that already had contracts. Okay. So I was, you know, I had a couple of different strategies. I was trying to, one, I was trying to come in as a subcontract for those companies that already had big contracts. And so I created a whole little messaging template or whatnot, um, just to, just to kind of like blast out, you know, communications, basically saying, Hey, look, my business, you know, we specialize in XYZ, uh, would love to be, you know, be a part of your, your contract if you need, you know, lodging assistance or whatnot, you know, that, that type of thing. Okay. So, yeah. So a lot of the, basically a lot of like tedious stuff that you, you know, not really exciting stuff, but stuff that you have to do. And i tell you one thing, uh, Kyle, that's usually where a lot of people get like choked up or they yeah. lose the, the passion or, you know, the fire. And so uh, to be honest, man, I, I leveraged my, my team for that because like a month in, I was like, dude, I'm not, this is, I'm not, I'm not sending another document in. They were asking for tax documents the same tax documents like four or five times. I'm like, I already sent it in three times. So I basically, <laughs> I basically use somebody from my team. I say, Hey, look, this is your job. Like you yeah. just, you, you just follow up with them. And uh, so yeah. that took like a couple of months just to kind of get through all of that red tape. Okay. And just help me understand a little bit when you say getting through the red tape, is this, is the red tape, just getting your foot in the door to even be able to try and look for contracts or was the red tape, for a specific contract that you were going after? No, it, it really, it was just um, to get your foot in the door to be able to actually do business with the government and for okay. them to look at you and take you serious. Wow. Like, okay, hey, this is actually an entity that we believe, yeah. you know, can fulfill the requirements of the contract. Okay. So you get your foot in the door, you, you leverage your team so that you don't have to do all the boring stuff, all the monotonous stuff, the, the ro eye rolling things that are keeping 
you uh, keeping you up. What was the process once you got through that red tape to now go after contracts? So then once you get through all of that, um, then, then the fun begins. So then now I'm looking at, I'm on Sam.gov. I'm on a couple other sites too, but the main one is Sam.gov. Okay. And I'm looking uh, for my, um, in my particular uh, area of expertise. So in the government, they call it, it's called um, uh, NAICS codes. So you'll have an NAICS code based off of your, uh, you know, so me, I do hotels, lodging, that type of thing. So, you know, I'll look under the code for that particular field of work, okay. right? And then I'll look at all the contract opportunities that are available. I literally, I go through every single day and I look at new ones that pop up and then I evaluate, okay, can my team do this? If it's a yes, then we go to the drawing board and we say, hey, look, do we actually want to go after this? Like, does it make financial sense for us to like, spend time and the effort and mm -hmm. you know, put a proposal together and, and, and really, you know, try to win this. If that answer is yes, then we, we collectively come together and then we kind of like delegate tasks and whatnot. And then we go out, have somebody going out securing an LOI, got another person starting to draft the, the, the proposal, you know, and whatnot. So uh, that's kind of like how we did that now, or actually I'll, I'll stop there. I think, I think. Uh, no, yeah, I, I guess, you know, when you talk about, you know, submitting a proposal and an LOI, what are some key things that you've kind of seen that the government is looking for in order for you to actually be considered for one of these contracts? Well, one, they, they, um, they want to see that you have past experience or past performance. Okay. Um, the event that you don't have past performance and you won't because it's your first time doing business with the government, they right. do take into consideration like your corporate experience. Okay. So pretty much what I put on my 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 resume, if you will, uh, was all the people, all the clients I did business with in the short term rental industry, you know, like yeah. through Airbnb or whatnot. So, you know, I, I pretty much provided housing for Hamilton for like a couple of weeks when it came to San Antonio Deer Play. I had provided housing for a few different like engineering firms that would have their employees come to San Antonio. I pretty much leveraged all the big players. Yeah. Uh, that had uh you know that I had come stay with me and put it on a resume um and then the biggest one is um because I did a lot of business in that same apartment community I actually put that same apartment community like I put the the names of the, the owners or whatnot so they can reach out that really good built really great relationships with them and I put the n amount of money that I was spending <laughs> you know every month or excuse me every year um yeah. on rent and whatnot and Absolutely. then to kind of show like, hey, this is a, you know, I'm doing business and I'm, you know, a large amount of or large volume of um, units and not only units, the actual cash flow that I was mm -hmm. sending. So once they saw that, um, I think all of that kind of played a, a part in getting a, you know, getting a yes. So um, put, put yourself in the shoes of maybe the version of you from 2019 that was just getting started in short-term rentals and didn't have any experience, would this have been a possible play for you being brand new? And I'm really asking this for those that are out there that are like, Hey, I've, I, I like this, but I have zero experience. Is, is there a possibility of landing these contracts if they have zero experience or is there maybe a, uh, a job that, people are holding as a full-time employee that would be appealing even if they have never done short-term rentals i that's that's one of those hurdles i'm trying to think of like how would someone new get over that 
Right, right. So I'll, I'll, here's what I'll say. I'll say, yes, the 2019 version of me could do this, but the 2019 version of me would have to understand that it takes patience. You know, when I got into uh, short-term rentals or Airbnb, you know, you can post a listing up in like a day or whatnot, or you can get a listing set up and from literally from start to finish in like less than a week, you can start making money. Uh, with this, you're, you're not you're not getting started in, a, in less than a week. You know, it's going to yeah. take time. I want to say a few months at, at at best. You know, so this is this is kind of like a um, this is not a short game. It's a, it's more so of a, mm -hmm. a long game. But if you think about it, I mean, one year for you know set seven million dollar contract. I'll you know, I that. think it's, I think it's worth it. So yeah, um, that's that's what I would say. You can definitely do it, but it's it's not a it's not an overnight process. But once you get, you know, registered and everything and you start actually looking at the contracts, yeah. these contracts, are these things are like, it's actually easier than what I was doing, you know, with the shorts on Airbnb or whatnot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's way easier. Um, so definitely. That's cool. So going back to this process, got through the red tape, you're starting to submit proposals, LOIs. What's, what's next after that? Are you getting a phone call? Are you getting correspondence of interest what what was the next step for you yeah so what i mentioned was um so you know locking in the loi like how we went about that the lo and the loi is just a letter of intent uh basically between you and the uh say the community that you that i was trying to um, secure the apartments through just basically saying hey you know i have a client um i'm going after this contract with the client very high chance we'll win this contract in the event that we win i just wanted to reach out and see um if you'd be willing to um you know let us secure 50 units uh, at their location for the next five years uh okay and, you know nobody's going to say no the, the worst you'll get is that you're at least going to get a phone call or yeah. you're at least going to have a conversation right um, and, and you can, I mean, you can not know anything about negotiation, but you'll, you'll at least get a phone call, um, about that. So my so, question is how, like, give me a, an expectation. If I see all these contracts with the government listed on sam.gov and, and you have all these opportunities and you're sending LOIs, you're sending proposals, how many should I be sending with the expectation that eventually one of these is going to turn into a, yes, I've got a contract. I'll, I'll be honest, Kyle. I I think I, I wouldn't focus on how many you need to send. Okay. I would just focus on, hey, which one really makes sense? Which one am I really confident in? Okay. And then I would put like a hundred percent into that contract oh. or that proposal. Okay. So I would I would like literally this would be the best proposal that they've ever seen, and, and I would more so focus on it that way. You're gonna put all your eggs into one basket. Kinda, if you if you want to, if you want. At, at least for that that period of time until that, you get a yes or no. Right, right, and then it, it'll only take you. Um, it may it may take you about two weeks if you're doing a a, a very a, a, a pretty sizable one like this one that we did. Probably two weeks from start to finish. Um, but if you're looking at a smaller one, um, you can you can knock it out in like two days. Wow. Um, so if you're if you're going if your strategy is to go after smaller ones and maybe just do more, then you know you can submit for two to three in a week. That's very doable. Okay. So you sign the contract. Now you have to secure the units. How much time do you have between contract? And I'm sure it's case by case, but just in this situation, you sign the contract. How much time did you have to go get those 50 to 70 units? 
So when I I signed this contract back in June and the first students didn't arrive until September 18th. Okay. Right, about three months. But that's that's not that's not typical. Typically, you're not going to have that much time. Oh, okay. So you may have to you may have to provide that lodging like the very next week. Wow. Uh, so your 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 operations and your logistics really have to be dialed in. You really have to um, be locked in. So especially since you live in Texas and this is in Alabama, how did you get fifty units furnished and outfitted, ready to go? <laughs> Like, did you just have to call the mayor and say, get, get an army ready for me. I need, I need help. <laughs> right. Right. I'm coming. Um, actually, no, uh, I actually didn't lift the finger. I, I didn't, I didn't move any furniture. Uh, all I right. did was I made one call and I called court, I called court furniture. Um, and I actually built relationship with them at the, I think it was like the corporate housing summit or whatever. But anyway, um, I called them. I said, Hey, look, you know, because again, this is not this is not the typical the units like in San Antonio where you know I'm I'm trying to make them look really really nice. These are brand new or new development, so they already class A. They already look nice. Um, I'm just trying to uh, check a box and make sure I have everything in the units that was listed on the contract. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, court was able to check all those boxes for me, and everything still looked nice. Don't get me wrong; it, it still looked nice, but it wasn't like luxury designer stuff you know it was more so like you know this is decent stuff uh it's going to last for five years or whatnot um so i pretty much had court come do that they came and installed they installed everything in about about a week and a half so they did uh, on the first or no no they did 35 oh okay 35 and i got another 35 they're doing 35 more installs uh this month on about two weeks yeah so so yeah now, another thing um, I had to do, which was kind of, it's a little odd, but we figured it out. I had to install safes in a unit. So that was something that it was a little weird, but um, just the nature of the client, they had to have sure. safes or whatnot in there. So, man, I, I, uh, it was a more so the logistics piece, right? Just figuring out almost like a project manager, just kind of, you know, making sure you know everything that needs to happen and then kind of coordinating that and, um, you know, having someone to oversee and make sure everything gets done uh when it's supposed to get done Quick question not. about the safes did you know that that was something you should put in the proposal or did they ask you that after signing the contract no that was that was actually something that was included it was a requirement okay so, got yeah. it okay i said yeah we can do it and i just figured it out and the company that you were talking about are they nationwide i haven't you said court or corp court like c-o-r-t court Furniture. okay yeah i have not heard of them uh so they'll what? you yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can yeah. You can get everything delivered. They'll assemble. They'll do it all. Yeah, man. Court. Um, yeah, and I, I'm sorry, Court. I don't know if I got a special pricing, but pretty much for $300 a, a month, uh, they came do and, and came and did uh, uh, installs and everything. And then uh, at the end of the contract, they come pick up the furniture. I didn't want to own it. You can't. Oh, so you're renting it. Okay. I'm just renting it. Um, you can do a rent to own if you want, but I, I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to rent it. So $300 a month is what I paid for that. They came and installed everything. I didn't lift a finger. Uh, the most I did was say, hey, look, that doesn't go right there. That goes right there. And then they moved it. Wow. Okay. That's good to know. What did I not ask about this deal that is important for people to know about? I, I want to say um, maybe how how easy was or how hard was it? Like, was this, was this actually hard? And the question to that would be would be no. It, it, was, it was surprisingly 
it was surprisingly easy. Uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in manifesting things. So I really had manifested this. I already knew I was going to win. But at the same time, when I won, I was still surprised. I was like, did I, did I really just do that? Yeah. Because uh, this is, I mean, this is probably the biggest accomplishment of my career that, you know, thus far. So for me to just hop in there on my very first con, and, and this is my, that was my very first proposal. Um, and just winning $7.5 million contract like that. You know, I was like, man, the sky, the sky's the limit. But for the amount of work that I put in, which was, you know, it really wasn't crazy. This was like a 19, 18, 19, 20 page proposal. Um, and we put it together in two weeks. Um, so, you know, like two weeks worth of work, man, for a, for a $7.5 million contract. And then once you win it, everything else is easy. I mean, I, you know, I've been operating short-term rentals, um, so like you know, coordinating the the setting up of the units and getting like, utilities yeah. on and stuff like that. That was just like, you know, I, I kind of do that in my sleep. So uh, it was it was um, it's pretty easy, man. Surprisingly easy. So obviously, that gives you confidence to go out and do more. But does the government and future, you know, potential contracts look at the fact that you have already fulfilled this one and say, okay? Because of that, we now feel more comfortable with with taking you on in this contract. Does it give you leverage? Absolutely. And and because this is a prime, so I actually want a prime contract. I'm a prime contract holder. And now I'm like, I'm not a subcontract holder. So okay. this is a pretty big deal. So when you go after uh, future opportunities, they see, oh, he has a prime contract. And it's a pretty sizable contract. You know, they look at your past performance. So as long as you don't, you know, I don't know, you know, God knows. As long as you don't have adult toys laying around, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, hey, yo. as, long, as long as you know you don't mess up, you're, you're pretty much good to go. And then, uh, so you, it does help you leverage uh, future contracts. The only downfall uh, or downside of you know continuously winning contracts, mm -hmm. um, if you win too many. Uh, you start to bring in, I think, you you know, you get to like 35 million or 40 million in, in yearly uh, revenue that you're no longer considered a small business in their eyes. So oh, you won't okay. be able to go after a lot of the small uh, business mm. size like like the one that I just won. So, okay. But I mean, by that time, you got 35 million, 40 million. Yeah, I was saying you got a you got a 33.5 million dollar gap there. <laughs> you can fill it. Right. right. So. There you go. Cool. Jeremy. Um. If people are excited to, you know, follow this deal and and see you post about it, or even just learn more from you, where can they find out and follow your content? Yeah, definitely tap in with me on IG uh, at Jeremy X Nixon, and that's Nixon N I X O M. Um, we are actually putting an event together. Uh, myself and Noel, the guy that I learned this from, uh, we're throwing an event. I want to say next month, so probably in the next thirty days. So. Definitely tap in with me on IG. I'll be posting content up there. And um, so you can, you can do the exact same thing I just did. Awesome. And for those of you that don't already know, Noble is one of our partners in coaching. And so if you are like, wow, I want to learn what Jeremy learned. All you have to do is go to fearlesskyle.com slash pick your coach. And you can check out what Noble's program looks like, what his mentorship looks like, and you can get started with him as well. So fearlesskyle.com slash pick your coach. Jeremy, thank you so much, man, for jumping on and helping our audience to conquer the world of short-term rentals and government contracts today. Very cool. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Once again, if you are like, I want to see how he learned this 
fearlesskyle.com slash pick your coach and check out Noble Crawford's mentorship program with getting government contracts for midterm rentals. That's going to do it for us here on the Fearless Investor Podcast today. We're helping you to conquer the world of short-term rentals. We'll see you next time. Hey, Fearless Investor community. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Fearless Investor. If you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And for more free content, check out my YouTube channel, also called The Fearless Investor, and our website, www.fearlesskyle.com. Until next time, keep on conquering the world of short-term rentals. 